Hey everyone, this is Skeletoni. Before we start the episode, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon patrons because we forgot to do it during the episode. Uh, and our lovely Patreon patrons that we love so much are Kevin Nesgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, the Horror Addicts, and Max Health. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate every dollar and cent you give us every month. Um, please continue to do so. And tell your friends. Okay, bye. No, listen to the episode. Okay, bye now. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to the very exciting first episode of 2017's o- Octoberama. <laughs> Tony just became a man. <laughs> Mazel tov. Um, you threw me off my gig, man. I was, I was, wor- I, I, I was working know, with something there. And I was I'm, like, it's going to be Octoberama. It's going to be a mini episode. He's going to say something other than exciting. But no. <laughs> Old dependable over here. (laughs) You can set your watch by Tony saying exciting. Should I rewind? And then say something else? Yes. Uh, Welcome to the very... Oh, this is going so well. (laughs) Why are you you making me do this, man? Uh, No, I I got nothing. We're just going to go with exciting. (laughs) Um, but yes, so this is episode one of Octoberama. Um, if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, every October, October, uh, we will do a new episode every week, um, which is not something we typically do, uh, since we are a bi-weekly show. Um, I'm explaining this way more than, way more than I need to. Probably, yeah. Anyway. But uh, every week we have a different theme, and this week's theme is the Week of the Vampire, uh, and we reviewed two uh, vampire movies. Um, this is a minisode. That's the other thing. We alternate between minisodes and full episodes. Uh, this is a minisode where we will just be reviewing two movies, and that's going to be it. No horror business. Then you'll be done with us, but then we'll be back with horror business next week. Anyway, so, um, two vampire movies, guys. Uh, Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Once Bitten. Mark Kendall's a regular guy. Get me out of here! With normal problems. I want to, but I want it to be special. But Mark's just discovered... Hello, tall, dark, and handsome. (laughs) ...that his one-night stand... I haven't had anything this pure since the Vienna Boys Choir hit town. ...has been around for centuries. I'm 390 years old. 400 if you're a dick. Mark Kendall is necking... Finally happened. ...with a vampire. Did I enjoy it? (laughs) Now, he's losing his girl. Bit my lip. 
His customers. Let's get out of here! His image. Look, I'm not there. And his mind. Oh, wow, I love your outfits. I'm not wearing a costume. Mark's got to choose. It's like you're not the Mark I thought I knew. You look like Jerry Lewis. Between his first love. I'm the owner of the pants you've been trying to get into for the last four years. And his last date. How would you like to spend eternity with me? I can't. I gotta go to college. Before his future goes up in smoke. How'd you like your crotch set on fire? Ooh, rough trade. Nothing is sacred. <gasps> in a tasty comedy. Can I have one of those uncooked ones? You can sink your teeth into. How was it? Delicious. Once bitten. Once bitten. I don't want to be a vampire. I'm the day person. All right, so right off the bat, I know this is not a fucking horror movie. <laughs> Taylor's obsessed with this movie. I, I'm far from obsessed, but I do remember loving this movie growing up. Okay. It stars a young up-and-coming actor by the name of James Carey. Does it go by James in the credits? I'm pretty sure it was Jim. Okay. Uh, this was pre and Living Color, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was... Um this is from 1985. Yeah, and I think it was like right after or right before Earth Girls Are Easy. I want to say it was before, but I'm not sure. Me neither. Let's just roll with it. Anyways, so Jim Carrey, in one of his, one of his first feature roles. Fresh out of Canada. <clears throat> yep. And you know what? He says sorry pretty well in this. Not, not sorry. The first time he says sorry, <laughs> but then like three or four other times he said, he says sorry a lot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he plays a young man by the name of Mark. Uh, he's an 18 year old high school senior. He's dating a young lady named Robin who will not put out. And Mark is having a hard time with that. In his brain, in his heart, and in his pants. It's a little creepy. All hard times. Because they're in his ice cream truck, which, by the way, he drives an ice cream truck everywhere he goes. Yep. It's his only mode of transportation. It's it's like uh, like the Bluth family in the, the stair car. <laughs> um, so they're in his ice cream truck, and she's like, I want to. And he's like, well, then fucking do it. <laughs> Yank this dick. <laughs> just, just touch it. Just touch <laughs> it. Just look at it a little bit. Once you see it, I'm sure you're going to want just it. watch me do me. <laughs> Here, I'll get it started, and then you just jump in whenever you're comfortable. <laughs> see, now we're making it sound really creepy, but it actually is kind of that creepy. A little bit. He's very... He's the persistent, which, I mean, I get, you know, I was a virgin once. Sure. and But still, it's a little rapey. Yeah, it's like, you know, you were a virgin once, but you probably weren't like, uh, I know you said no, but your eyes say yes. <laughs> How about now? Yeah. How about now? Yeah. How about now? It was more like that. <laughs> <laughs> but at no point did you uh, force yourself <laughs> no. on someone. And in fairness, neither does Mark. No. He's but just not happy He's just it. verbally, ab not abusive. Abusive. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb slut. <laughs> Um, suck too many dicks. Now you can't handle mine. <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> this is supposed to be a comedy. 
No, actually, Robin's the one that has the kind of foul mouth when she's like, oh, you just had to have it with a butler and a chauffeur and a button-biting slut. <laughs> so, uh, But that's later. That's later. We'll get to that. Uh, Mark and his boys. Um, what are his boys' what names? are his boys' names? Um, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> fucking. Uh, do, do. Jamie and Russ. Yes. Correct. They decide they're going to go to a bar to try and get laid. And at no point does Mark say, what the hell? Oops. Uh, at no point does Mark say, no, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And how about like, they live somewhere in the LA area. Um, I don't know. So much of that area looks the same. It's hard to really tell. Probably somewhere in the Valley. Um, but yeah, they're like, I got it. Let's go out to Hollywood and we'll get some chicks. Yeah. And it's like, you know, maybe Hollywood was different in the 80s. In fact, it probably was. Um, but a lot of things were different in the 80s. Yeah. A lot of people want to say a lot of things about why. <laughs> a lot of people say a lot of things about the 80s. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so they go out to Hollywood, and it's just like all glitz and glam. There's a lady walking a fucking lion. It's like, no, never has that <laughs> happened. I mean, outside of this film. And some woman filming a commercial with a backdrop of a beach. Yeah. In downtown Hollywood at night. Yeah. It's like, I'll tell you what, there's a beach 25 minutes away. Yeah, just wait a couple hours till the sun comes up, <laughs> and then go to the actual beach. Yeah, go to fucking Santa Monica. It's right down the street. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, anybody that's been to Hollywood in the last 15, 20 years, uh, you don't go to Hollywood for uh, meeting women. (laughs) You go there to see a show uh, or to buy drugs, (laughs) and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Or to get a tattoo from... Unless you're trying to pick up tourists. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I mean, they still do like celebrity tours there but I think they're probably even sketchier now than they were back then. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to say that. So yeah, they all agree they're going to go out to this bar. And like I said, Mark at no point says, I've got a girlfriend. I probably should not do that. He says, we can't go to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's his concern. Yeah. But apparently, I guess they get fake IDs. Did they? I, I would just assume so, because <laughs> they went to a bar. Yeah. And at one point, somebody asks Mark how old he is, and he says 21. Right. Yeah. The well, the countess does. Yeah. So they go to one of these bars where there's phones on all the tables, and all the phones are shaped like lips. Yeah. Because you know it's a classy place, a staple of the eighties. And yeah, I, I, apparently this was a thing in the eighties where you just call up another table and you're like, hey, you want you DTF? And they're like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> it's like the eighties Tinder. It's it is the eighties Tinder. You're right. <laughs> it's except it's, they don't it's have like the... a Tinder land party. Yes. <laughs> Except you have the convenience of not having to uh, sidestep, you know, like uh, MySpace angles. MySpace angles, yeah. Because do, do people still call it MySpace angles? I think that's just the, a grandfathered in term. I guess. I think maybe like Instagram angles or something. Yeah. Be more. We're showing term. our age, I think. Yeah. We eh, fuck. Um, but yeah, like you can just see the people. You don't have to guess what they actually look like yeah. without the filters. Although the blonde, I don't know which one is which, but the blonde guy did have an incident. 
Russ is the blonde. Okay, well, Russ had an incident where he uh, he called up, or did they call him? I think they called him. One of the other tables was like, hey, come come talk to me. Let's hang out. And it was a guy in drag. Yeah. And, you know, these are the things you kind of dodge. Yeah. That's just dating for you. <laughs> Russ is like, are you a man? And he's like, does it matter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs> Like but, we're all pink on the inside. He doesn't actually say that, but <laughs> it's that kind of mentality. It's like, no, <laughs> gender is fluid. <laughs> um, but so then uh, they get another phone call from this just smoking hot woman who's sitting at the bar. Yeah, is she? For well, I mean, for an older lady, I, it's it's Lauren Hutton. And anybody that's seen seventies and eighties movies knows who Lauren Hutton is. Anybody who's seen this before knows who it is, but. I feel like she's one of those people like I'm supposed to think is attractive and just don't. <laughs> it could just be me. I don't know. Anyway. I, I think she's attractive in this. All right. She's got an all right body. I'll give her that. Yeah. They keep talking about how she had huge tits and I'm like, no. Mm. <laughs> but she doesn't have those weird pointy 80s boobs. No. Yeah, just regular ones. Yeah. We, you know, she wears a lot of like really low cut tops to show them yeah. off too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she calls him up and she says, you know, I, I want the guy in the middle with the red tie. And Mark's like, ooh. <laughs> uh? <laughs> so he goes over there and she's like, let's let's get out of here. They they go back to her place and uh, she bites his buttons off. And then uh, bites him in the leg. Yeah. And then he, he wakes up and just was like, oh, I was so drunk. <laughs> Which you never actually see him drink at any point. Well, he was drinking at the bar. Was he? Yeah, there was, there was like a table full of beer bottles. I do remember when they got there, Russ was like three beers each. Yeah. But I don't remember ever seeing Mark actually drink. I don't think you ever saw any. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> but he's going off about how drunk he was and how yeah. he doesn't remember anything. And then he uh, he goes to school and he you know he tells the boys. And uh-oh, Robin's right behind him. Oops. So, yeah, yeah, then she goes off about the butler and the chauffeur and the button-biting slut. Mm-hmm. And uh, they break up only to get back together again. In, do they, like, do the they actually thing. break up? Well, she gives him back the ring that we never actually have any explanation for. Yeah. She's like, here, take back your ring. And I'm like, what? what is the ring? Were they, are they engaged? I don't. What is this ring? Yeah, I don't understand it. And, like, I feel like the fact that he cheated on his girlfriend is way less catastrophic than it would probably be in real life. Yeah, she gets over it fairly quickly. Yeah, and it's not a big thing. Like, she's like, oh, well, whatever. Bye. <laughs> it's like, if I would have, like, ever cheated on a girlfriend or if a girlfriend cheated on me, it would have been a fucking blowout. Like, things would have gone nuts. <laughs> and, like, I just feel like this is much more tame than I would have expected. Well, especially because, like, you know, they we're holding off. And so it's, it's like, Oh, would, it's, it's, it's almost like he was like, Oh, well you won't fuck me. So I'll go find somebody who will. Yeah, exactly. But, and there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> but that never comes up as an arguing point. But so they get back together and they, uh, you know, uh, Mark starts going through changes. He starts getting tired in the day, starts sleeping in his hope chest, starts getting hair in weird places <laughs> at 18. That's unfortunate. 
He had it on his palms like Dracula. <laughs> Dracula has hairy palms? Yeah. Does he jerk off a lot? Uh, I forget what the <laughs> I forget what the reasoning behind that is, if there is one, but uh, yeah, he has hair on his palms. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> There's a lot of weird things about Dracula. <laughs> a lot of people say a lot of things about Dracula. <laughs> But so then this this countess starts just like hunting him down, and then now she's a little rapey. Yeah, she's like no means no. Yeah, he's kind of like I can't. She's like, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> and she like you know tracks him down in the uh, dressing room while he's trying on these black jeans, which Robin just has a very hard time with. Yeah, well they were leather pants. Were they leather? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were just jeans. No. One time, uh, my buddies and I went to, um, this was back, back in high school, we went to the mall, uh, went to Macy's, and we all got leather pants and put them on in the dressing room and just walked around the store. <laughs> you were all like, do you have anything that says leather daddy? <laughs> so like, I'm looking for something that or accentuates my junk, my, my package. <laughs> Thank you for the visual there. This is where my package resides. I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, are you? I mean, <laughs> <sighs> I saw you looking. I came out that. Yo, mama, you did. <laughs> I saw you looking at it. <laughs> um. So yeah, then she she bites him again. That's the thing. Did you explain that? No, I was getting to that. Okay. Uh. Uh. Her. Butler slash chauffeur Sebastian, played by Cleavon Little from Blazing Saddles, who I felt was very underutilized in this because he's really funny. Yeah, he's dead now. R.I.P. One love. love. <laughs> um, he so he he explains, you know, he gives us the the exposition that she has to drink the blood of a virgin three times before Halloween to keep herself young. This is the first time I've ever heard of a vampire having some kind of connection to Halloween. Yeah. I thought it, thought it was odd, too. But so two down. Now she, she she's encountered Robin now. She realizes Robin is a threat. So they do what anyone would do and have a dance battle. Right. For the love of, of, of Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Who does his Jim Carrey things. Like, he dances around a little bit, which is just awkward because it's Jim Carrey doing <laughs> 80s dances. Um, but then he does, like, a th- the things he, like he did during his stand-up routines, if you've ever seen them. Like, uh, like he just falls, like, back, like, falls back onto his back, just, like, dead weight. <laughs> like, that was a thing he did. And then he'd, he'd, like, play guitar with his leg. Yeah. That's just his thing. I thought he was a surprisingly good dancer. Like, not he's not, he's not a good dancer. But yeah. he's better than I expected. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's hard to judge with 80s dancing because it's so silly. That's true. <laughs> they, they did have a very well choreographed routine, though. It was. It was like they already knew what they were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> like they knew it was coming. <laughs> it was like an Usher movie. <laughs> also, Robin is pretty cute. Yeah. I like her. Who's she played by? Karen something? Karen Copens. What else has she done? Um, I don't know, but she's got a Wikipedia page. Well, then she's big time. Oh, she was Miss Connecticut in 77. Oh, good for her. <coughs> she had guest roles in the A-Team and Riptide. I don't know what Riptide and is. Dallas. Oh. 
She played Kay Lloyd, the love interest of Bobby Ewing. I don't know who that is. She hasn't been anything in, since 1994. So, yeah. so there you go. So there's that. But yeah, uh, Mark continues to go through these changes. He like stops seeing himself in the mirror at times and other times not. Um, but then they... Well, she played Veronica in an Archie TV movie. No. Oh. So there's that. I could see that. Sure. So then the Countess kidnaps uh, Robin and takes her back to her place. And Mark and his boys go and go and find her. Um, oh, before all this happens, there's this really awkward series of events where Robin goes to the library, gets the, you know, cliche book on vampires, finds out everything she needs to know from a white guy with a, like sounded like an Indian. Yeah. Like a middle Eastern accent. Yeah. It's like Fisher Stevens, (laughs) except no, it's probably just as offensive. (laughs) Maybe not more or less, probably just as. Yeah. But so, you know, he tells her that the vampire bites him on the inside of the thigh. And so she tells Russ and Scooter, whatever the other guy's name is. Um, Jamie. Jamie. Whatever. Scooter. <laughs> Some guy. Scooter pie. <laughs> she says, I need you to look and see if he has these two sores because he might have a VD. <laughs> and they say, okay. I'd be like, no. Yeah, two sores on the inside of his thigh. Yeah. Like, like right up tight against his ball sack. Yeah, that's where you don't look at his look at your buddy. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. And so then they go in the shower, and they're like staring at his package. Yeah. And then at one point, uh, Russ just... <laughs> Me, Kaiser. <laughs> Russ just grabs him, and he's like, look now. <laughs> and then it gets really 80s, and all these people start yelling, sorry, Fags in the shower. Yeah, it's like, whoa. I'm like, oh, man, that's happening. Yeah, And he yells it over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like Max and I were talking about last episode, both Monster Squad and um, uh, The Gate. The Gate. Both were just throwing that word around like it was candy. And um, it's just like the 80s were a a different time. different time, man. (laughs) Yeah. And then Jamie starts freaking out. And he's like our lives are over because everyone thinks we're gay. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, there was a time when that's how it worked. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of those times that our our administration's trying to ring back. Make America great again. Yeah. Ah, Anyway, so... There's the politics for that episode, or for this episode. Yeah. So, going back to their, at the Countess's abode, um, face-off ensues, uh, and then Robin and Mark do what they should have done a long time ago, and they just bang it out. Yeah. Mark's no longer a virgin. Problem solved. Yeah. And, you know, now Mark's in the perfect position. It's like, you know, if we would have done that like a week ago, this all would have been over. <laughs> I mean, he's right. But it's just like not an argument you should use with a girl. No. <laughs> but it just seems like as soon as she found out that it was like, oh, a vampire has to drink the blood of a virgin three times. Well, how is that not the first thing that clicks in her head? Yeah. Maybe it's a man woman thing. <laughs> Cause a guy would be like, Oh, well in that case. Yeah. It's like, if you can find out like that, he could just do it by himself. You can bet that he'd be like spending all day slapping his dick around just in case. 
be like, no, we have to, yeah, to save your life. It's it's for our love. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said, I remember loving this movie growing up and watching it now. It just, just doesn't have the same appeal for me. Yeah, it's it's not as funny as I remember it. It's really not. Like I mean, you got Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey things. Yeah, which is but he's usually pretty good. Yeah. But he's, he's not like full Ace Ventura mm. where he's like a human cartoon character. But like he does, you know, like his, his weird eyebrow dance and yeah. um, his his dinosaur walk. <laughs> <laughs> so he does his, his usual shtick. But the and, and the story's interesting enough. You know, you got this vampire trying to stalk this one person for a very specific reason. And it works. But yeah, the the the. In hindsight, very uncomfortable homophobic scene. <laughs> and uh and yeah, just the very, very 80s dance off that it's just like why why is this happening right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. So I mean, I don't want to say that it was like hard to watch or anything, but at the same time it just didn't didn't have that same appeal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I have the Pretty much the same thoughts. Like I was never, this was never like like the movie for me. Like I was, it's like one of those movies. It's like oh yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Yeah, and you know, watching it again, it's like I wasn't opposed to watching it for this episode. But you know, watching it this time, it's like this just isn't as funny as I remember it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why because it's it wasn't like I felt like there was a bunch of jokes that weren't landing either. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like there just weren't as many jokes as I remember. Yeah. It's, it's not, yeah, just a, not a constant, like always punchlines, you know? Yeah. It's, just, it's you have funny occurrences. The, the um, funniest part to me is when he's, he's sitting in the ice cream truck and the kids roll up on their bikes. They're like, let me get a push pop. Let me get a fudge bar. And he starts like digging in the ice cream. Then he just goes <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. His vampires hiss. <laughs> when they go down apparently. the slide, and like Robin's like, ah, and then Mark is like, whoa, and then the vampire's like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh, uh, Cleavon Little, like I said, like I felt like he's like, one, like you've seen, you've seen Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious in that. Yeah. He's like, him and Gene Wilder were just fucking gold. Um, and in this, I felt like he could have shined a lot more. He was he was in the movie a lot, but as far as him being, you know, comedic, it wasn't like he wasn't really doing it much. That's true, yeah. Um, but he, it's funny because his name's Sebastian. He's he's her, he's the countess's uh, butler and chauffeur and, and confidant, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and see, you know, and, the thing is, he's the the character is gay. Yeah. But he's not played for comedy at all. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, I mean, his his sexuality is not played for comedy. Yeah, I mean, and that's what makes that other scene so much more uncomfortable. It's like there there were a couple jokes where like he he has a thing about going into her closet and trying like putting on her clothes, right? Um, and she comes looking for him. You know, Sebastian, Sebastian. She comes into her room and like she knows that he's in there in her closet. She's like, Sebastian, come out of that closet. 
and he opens the door and he's wearing like this see-through gown thing. And he's like, I came out of the closet centuries ago. <laughs> and it's like, that was kind of funny. Yeah. But, and it's like, I feel like they could have done that more if they would have let him be more of a, a character. Yeah. But anyway. But again, like that's, you know, it's more of like a, an, it's not really an empowering thing. It's more empowering than shouting. Right. <laughs> Where it's not they're they're using uh being gay as like he's using his own uh sexuality as this is I feel like I'm like tiptoeing on this and I'm really not trying to. It's just I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Uh it's not portrayed in a negative light. Exactly. As opposed to the shower scene. Right. It's just it's 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 funny. Like He's making a joke about him being gay and being really uh, flamboyant. Yeah. And that's fine. And I mean, you know, saying that's I came out of the William closet. Grace is. Yeah. Saying, you know, <laughs> I came out of the closet. He's saying he's proud of it. Yeah. It's like. But again, you know, like, I, I hate to keep circling back to the shower scene, but it's like, I understand it was the 80s and they're high school kids. Mm -hmm. But man, watching that in 2017 was jarring. Yeah. And just the way everybody, like, like all the guys in the shower, like, it, you know, it's, it's a big like communal shower yeah i mean anybody that's been in a in a locker room that was more than 30 40 years old it's just a big open space with a bunch of you know shower stalls it's just or not even stalls just yeah it's just shower open. nozzles <laughs> pointed toward the middle of the room um so yeah uh just to watch all these you know grown men just like oh my god fags in the shower and yeah. start running for their lives it's like, it's like i remember that scene and i remember being thinking you know it's a little homoerotic yeah i don't i don't remember that yeah and um you know this is like when like uh aids was really starting to ramp up and, yeah you know, everybody just assumed it was all you know the only gays could get aids and no, just a insensitive time. Well, actually, it came from monkeys. Right. Somebody fucked a monkey. I'm pretty sure the first... This could just be an urban legend that I've heard, but... Like, the first human to have AIDS was actually a straight male. I I have no knowledge either way on that. So. I think the monkey thing may have been an urban legend, too. I think it was a Dave Chappelle bit. That's where I heard it. <laughs> Mo monkey pussy for me. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, yeah, this movie. I don't really want to say it doesn't hold up because again, I feel like it. It didn't seem like there was a bunch of jokes that didn't land. It just seemed like it wasn't as funny as my brain remembered. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are like funny moments, and I like I said, I think the story is good. It's it's a somewhat different take on a vampire story. Sure. Um, Although I don't understand the whole, I mean, the the Halloween deadline made no sense yeah. to me. Um, why? Like it was almost like they wrote that in there just so they could have the the scene of him. I'm not wearing a costume because everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, Mark is a vampire." <laughs> and you know, the dumbest thing about this, the whole story, is that she needs to find the whole thing is like she needs to find the blood of a virgin. And the thing is in the eighties, virgin blood is getting harder and harder to find. Yeah. And she won't go for like little kids. Right. Like somebody suggests, like one of her minions suggests, um, 
It's like, oh, the only thing we can find is what, an 11 year old or something. She's like, don't be disgusting. So she won't do, she won't eat children or drink their blood. Um, and yeah, you know, for lack of a better word, ripe virgin blood is getting harder to find. I get it. That's, that's a, a social sign of the times joke. I, it's fine. I think it's probably even harder nowadays. But she's in Hollywood. She's in Los Angeles in the eighties, where people were fucking all the time. <laughs> like, like they would get fucking jacked up on coke and just fuck all night. <laughs> like everyone would do it. So what the hell was she doing? Why didn't she go to like Utah where nobody? Well, has that's sex? at the end of the movie. He says that yeah. uh, Sebastian. He's like, you know, there's there's still virgins out there in places like Nebraska and Kentucky. Yeah. But apparently, I, I think she just like has this lavish lifestyle that she's become accustomed to and wants to maintain that. And that's fine. Just live in L.A. and go to Utah for work. Just commute. Yeah. Well, it's like get a get a place in the middle of nowhere in Utah. Do what you got to do every hundred years. Is that what it was? Uh, Four hundred, I think. No, because she's done it several times. Because pretty sure all of her little vampire minions were victims of her virgin lust or whatever. Right. I thought it was 400 years old. Well, she was 400 years old. Oh, that's maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. But so let's, let's say every hundred years, it's like she wouldn't even have to, she could go get a motel room for a week somewhere in like, like Utah or the Midwest or some, somewhere where people just don't have sex every single day. And there are plenty of virgins. Um, Especially a place in Utah that's like so dominated by religion. Yeah, and, and that, that's why I keep saying Utah. It's like Mormons, unless they're bad Mormons, they just don't do it. <laughs> they don't fuck. Um, and then come back to L.A. and you can just hang out for the next hundred years, ninety-nine years and three hundred and sixty yeah. days. Um, but you know that's me overanalyzing a, <laughs> a movie from the eighties, <laughs> a stupid eighties comedy. <laughs> anyway, so what's your number? Uh, I'm gonna give it a five. All right. Um, still enjoyable, but not as good as I remembered. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is one of those movies where it's like, I, I wish I could say that it'd be good to throw on and just watch it with your <clears throat> friends or, you know, with a group of people. But honestly, I think this is one of those movies where people would stop paying attention. Yeah. Like, it, it, like you, you need a movie that's going to like make people engaged and, and laugh and, you know, and stuff like that. And I just don't think this is that movie. So if that were the case, I'd probably give it a six. But because it's, I don't, I really don't think it is. I think it's just a movie that you might watch with you and significant other, you know, maybe once. <laughs> um, and then put it on the shelf for another five years or more. Yeah. Just, I think I'll say five. All right. So, <clears throat> moving on. Next up uh, is a movie from 1977. 79. Uh, sorry, 79. And uh, out of Germany. Straight out of Germany. Straight out of Deutschland. Motherfucker named Ice Cube. <laughs> no, no. Um, Motherfucker it, named Nosferatu. Yes. This is a remake of Nosferatu titled Nosferatu the Vampire.
out of evil spirits are set loose. People disappear without a trace. Last night, after a tiresome journey, I finally reached my destination, the castle of Count Dracula. Century Fox. Nosferatu, the vampire, a film unlike any Dracula film ever made. Nosferatu, the vampire. All right, so Nosferatu the Vampire. In German, it was titled Nosferatu der Nacht, or Nosferatu Phantom der Nacht, which is Nosferatu Phantom of the Night, which is a much better title. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't, they, why didn't they just translate that? I don't know. Can I say how surprised I am that you picked a German art house movie? You know what? I, I, all, I always heard a lot of good things about this. Um, and... I don't know. I, I I like Nosferatu, um, even though I'm not really into silent films. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd never seen this before, so I just figured I'd give it a shot. All right. And I couldn't think of any of the vampire movies. I wanted to do Fright Night, but I was like, wait, no, we already we, did, we did Fright Night. <laughs> we could have done Fright Night too. I could have done Fright Night too, or I could have done the Fright Night remake. Could have done Shadow of the Vampire. Uh, I I, I considered that. Um, but anyway, went with this one. Anyway, okay. So, um, yeah, Nosferatu the Vampire is sort of a remake of Nosferatu, directed by Werner Herzog. Hans Wormhat. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and, and I say it's, it's kind of a remake because it follows the general story of Nosferatu. Um, but, so when uh, F.W. Murnau... Um, made the original Nosferatu. He wanted to make a Dracula remake. And some of you may already know this story. He wanted to make a Dracula film. Um, but the he couldn't get the rights from um, Bram Stoker's estate, which was owned by or controlled by his uh, widow. 
Um, and so to get around that, he basically took the story and just kind of changed things like names and locations. Um, so Count Dracula became Count Orlock. Um, Tom, uh, sorry, uh, Jonathan Harker. Jonathan Harker became, I think, Thomas Hutter, I think. That sounds right. Um, yeah. And just little things change like that. Uh, it That didn't stop um, Bram Stoker's wife from suing him and making sure that every film or every copy of the film was destroyed. But some were salvaged, uh, stowed away wherever. And that's why people of today can watch Nosferatu. Anyway, since then... With a live organ player. Right. Oh, you did that, huh? Yeah, last year. Yeah. I think they're doing it again. I need to do that. Um, anyway, so, but since then, uh, the rights to Dracula have fallen into public domain, which gave Herzog um, the free reign to incorporate those original elements back into the story of Nosferatu. So, names like Jonathan Harker and um, Dracula. Dracula were reincorporated back. Van Helsing. Van Helsing were reincorporated back into the story. Yeah, it was it was a little jarring when I was watching this and then when they first referred to him as Count Dracula and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Although I, I, I wish he would have kept it, Orlock. I was, you know, yeah. Orlock is a more fitting name for that character, I think. Yeah, but do you just think that because you have a certain image of Dracula in your head, you think? No, because Dracula's looked a lot of different ways. I mean, That's true. I mean, you have the, like the Bela Lugosi Dracula and then... You have, uh, like, Gary Oldman Dracula, which look completely different. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just Orlock. It's the way that Nos- the, you know, Count Orlock looks, the, the pale skin, the bald head, and the, you know, the, the big buck teeth, or, you know, the big buck fangs. Yeah, buck fangs, <laughs> I guess. Um, he just, he looks more like an Orlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, this movie takes place in uh, the town in, of, or actually, it starts in the town of Wismar or Wismar, Germany, um, where Thomas, or God, I keep calling him Thomas, Jonathan Harker has been assigned by his boss Renfield to. Dude, Renfield's a fucking creep. Yeah, and you know, I would never work for a guy like that. He, see, in Dracula, Renfield, the book. The book and basically any iteration okay. of uh, any adaptation thus far, Renfield went to Transylvania first, and he came back insane. Like he went to go visit Count Dracula and came back insane. Um, this just kind of glazes over that. Yeah, if it ever hap- actually happened at all, um, and yeah, so Renfield's a fucking creep, and he sends Jonathan to Transylvania um, to set up the, the purchase of an estate there in Wismar um, from Count Dracula. Um, he gladly accepts, and he tells his wife, uh, Lucy, which is a flip from the original Dracula that I didn't understand. I don't know why he did it, hmm. because Mina is his wife, or his fiance. Um, and Lucy is Mina's friend, but it's, that's flipped in this one. Weird. Yeah. I don't know why. Anyway. Um, so he says, you know, 
I'll be gone for however long, but this will be good for us. It's a, you know, it's good for my career. Um, and she had a dream that, I don't know. She says she had a bad, bad dream and her, her explanation of her dream is not very clear. Um, did she say she had a dream? I thought she just said she had a bad feeling. I, I guess maybe she's like had a nightmare. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, she just has a, a bad feeling, whatever, um, about him leaving, and she's really urging him not to go. And he says, I have to do this. I mean, this is my job, and this, like I said, he's, this is going to be good for us. <clears throat> so he leaves on horseback. Um, and he rides into um, Romania. And right before he hits the Carpathian Mountains, he stops in this little village where he's looking for a coach to take him. Why he can't ride? Like, he, he goes in and he starts ask, looking for a coach that'll take him into Transylvania up to Count, or Castle Dracula. I don't, why didn't he take his horse? Well, the guy said something about his horse. It was too tired or something. Oh. And he was like, I'll get a new horse. He was just like, fuck my horse. <laughs> Not my horse anyway. I took that horse. Um, so he... But I, he did end up saying it took him four weeks to get to Transylvania. So I imagine riding a horse for that long. <laughs> just four weeks straight. Just riding a horse for... Oh, your balls would hurt so bad. Yeah. I like how he's talking to the guy who was like tying horses to a carriage. And he's like, can I ride in your carriage? He's like, I have no carriage. He's like, well, well, he's like, well can I have one of your horses? He's like, I have no horses. Yeah. It's like, I'm fucking looking at him, guy. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> is this What's gag? happening? Is this a gag? <laughs> is this a bit? Are we doing a bit? <laughs> but no, he's basically saying to him, I'm not going to take you there. Yeah. So just fuck off. <laughs> just don't bother. Um, but uh, he meets up with <laughs> this, this gang of gypsies, a lot of which have brown skin, which I didn't understand. Yeah. I was um, like, where are these guys from? Yeah. I'm like, are these like... Indian or Middle Eastern gypsies? I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Or Romani, if you want to be politically correct. <laughs> um, if you want to be a dick about it. Um, and they are, they all hear that he's going up to Castle Dracula, and they all really urge him not to go because there's rumors of Count Dracula being a, a vampire. Um, and someone gives him a book about vampires. That scene it's this woman i don't know who she is but she like comes into his room and just hands him this book and he's like what and she just like taps the book i'm just like oh my god that would drive me crazy <laughs> like no way would i read that I'd be like fuck your book get out of here <laughs> get out of my room <laughs> i didn't invite you in here so he ends up going to castle dracula because that coach driver said i'm not taking you up there <laughs> And he's basically like, well, fuck you. I'm going to walk there then. Yeah, he just walks. He just he walks over the Carpathian Mountains. <laughs> he just walks over a mountain range up to a castle. <laughs> fuck him. That may or may not actually be there. The gypsies are like, yeah, it's just rubble, but there's a ghost castle. Right. <laughs> um, so he gets there and Count Dracula greets him at the door. And that's another thing. That guy answers the door. I'm like, nope. Yeah. And that was something that always bothered me about Dracula, except for like the night, you know, the, the 
Lugosi version. Sure, he looks creepy, but passable. If somebody like Count Orlock <laughs> answered the door, or uh, Gary Oldman, <laughs> like, uh, I think I have the wrong castle. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, but fuck, now I got to walk back over these goddamn yeah. mountains. <laughs> Fucking mountains. <laughs> All that for nothing. Um, he invites him in and, you know, this is where it kind of follows the story of Dracula pretty closely. And actually the, the original, uh, Nosferatu as well. He invites him in and kind of, in, 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 you know, shows him the, uh, the paperwork and the deed for his purchase in Wismark. Um, and, uh, he happens to show, show him a pic, a picture of Lucy and, um, Dracula is much like, like instantly, like just infatuated with her. What a lovely throat. Yeah. It was like, what a thing to say. Yeah. It's like, and then that, thank con- you. And then that conversation continues. That would be the end of that conversation. Yeah. If that was me. It's like, uh, like yeah, I'm going to go ahead and need that back. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go to my room now. Look how late it's getting. <laughs> um, I, and- I have some mountains I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the paperwork. You can go ahead and just, just fax, mail them just back. Fax that fax back. <laughs> you got my email. Yeah. Um, so they're eat, he's eating dinner and he slices his thumb with his knife. How that happens, I don't really know. How often have you sliced the opposite thumb of your, like hand of your, the thumb of your opposite hand with your knife? Have you ever done that? I guess maybe if you're holding something and trying to stab it like this. Like an asshole? <laughs> like a fucking idiot asshole? Like you're just holding a bun and you're just like, duh. <laughs> um, so he slices his thumb and Orlok's, or keep calling him Orlok, Dracula is like, oh, well, you don't want that to get infected. Let me suck it. Yeah, he's like, this is a very old uh, remedy. And he starts sucking at his thumb and Harker's like, nope. <laughs> Like, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> Please stop that. Yeah. So he goes to bed, and um, see God, what happens after that. Uh, Orlok bites him. Yeah, so, yeah Orlok. Or Dracula. He, it's, yeah, Dracula, he, he, um, he shows his hand, like, really quick. Yeah, <laughs> he comes into his room, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and and Harker's just like, oh, whoa, hey. Whoa! What? Like instead of being like, no. What are you doing? <laughs> back up. <laughs> just put his foot out. Yeah, like he's Orlock moves in so slow. Yeah, and Harker just sits there and lets it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he just like cowers up against the head of his bed like a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, like kick him in the fucking dick. Yeah, or just like at least get up. Put the bed between you and him. Yeah, you probably could have gotten up and walked around him and out the door. Yeah. By the time he got to you, he was moving so slow. It's like, you know, I'm going to take a walk. When I get back, you need to not be here. (laughs) (laughs) You you need to get your shit straightened out, man. You're freaking me out. This is not what I signed up for. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so he, uh, yeah, he bites him, but like they don't actually show him biting him. And that was the thing about this movie is it does a shit job of building tension. This is supposed to be a vampire movie and there's like no tension in it whatsoever. There's like, like, there's no incidental music. Like 
there's no sound. Well, there's a soundtrack, but it's all very out of place music for starters. When Dracula is talking, it's very like unnerving. Yeah. But the actual scenes of like him going to bite people and attack people are, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's just <laughs> slow. It's, just it's not get on with it. It's yeah. It's not tense. It's just this slow thing that you're like, okay, is something going to happen now? Yeah. This is dumb. Right. <laughs> so, um, back in Germany, Lucy, like basically right at the moment when Dracula is biting Jonathan, she wakes up and screams his name. And it, I guess Dracula hears that with or his feels it or senses it or he, yeah, he detects it somehow. Um, with his bat sense. <laughs> right. Um, so, the next day, Jonathan wakes up in the castle, and he seems like he's feeling fine for the most part. <laughs> um, and he's like he's trying to find a way out, and he f- discovers that he's been locked in the castle. Um, I mean, he can like leave his room and go down into like this um, foyer area, but he can't like go outside or yeah. anything. And um, he looks, he goes down into the basement. Basement doesn't seem like the right term for a castle, but dungeon. Dun- <laughs> I mean, it's not really a dungeon. It's just the lower area <laughs> underneath the first floor. Um, he goes and discovers uh, Dracula sleeping in his tomb with his eyes wide open. Yeah, um, and then he just like runs away, and then like instantly, like the next scene. He's looking out the window, and Dracula is loading a bunch of black coffins onto a carriage, and he crawls into one, and it takes off. Um, and so Jonathan, so that was another thing that bugged me is just the 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 jumps. Yeah. Um. There, like I said, there's no tension building, um, and there are just gaps in the story. Like it just goes from one scene, like to another one, and it like it seems like there's something missing in the middle. Um, you know, some kind of build up to that event. Um, anyway, so he instantly like says, Oh shit, he's going to fucking Wismark. I keep saying Wismark, is that the right one? Right name Wismar. Um, okay. <coughs> um, so he's going to Wismar, and you know, he's like, Oh shit, Lucy. So he is determined to find a way out, and so he decides he's going to break the window um, and make a rope out of sheets. Um, and he starts climbing down the window. <laughs> he gets to the bottom, and he's still got probably about another 10 feet below him. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, he gets adventurous, and he decides he's going to drop down, and he clunks his head or something and just passes out overnight and he in the morning there's this little shithead kid just standing there playing the worst violin i've ever heard (laughs) um i don't know what that was about that kid showed up a couple other times too yeah and like you think he was going to serve some kind of purpose Um, was he a metaphor for something what i don't know yeah it's like is he going to be a relevant character or like you said is like he's going to be a or like you said is he going to be a metaphor it's like no, he's just there. He's, yeah, 
Um, if he was a metaphor, nobody's, none of us need to seem to pick up on it. Yeah. But he ends up in a hospital, supposedly back down over the mountains somewhere. Um, and meanwhile, Dracula is being loaded onto the docks uh, in all of his coffins onto a ship headed straight for Wismar. Um, and that just seems like a long way to go for me or to me. Seems like it'd be faster to take a train. Yeah, probably. Because uh, that's how Jonathan got, like, you know, he took a ship from the UK, like in the original Dracula. He took the ship from the UK and from there, I think from like probably Sweden or, or not Sweden. Um, I don't know, France maybe. I don't know. He gets to Europe and takes a train to Carpathia. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a boat is like less conspicuous. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, but more so, lack security. Yeah. So uh like the original Dracula tale along the way. Actually, I think this is like the original Nosferatu too. Two two. Nosferatu too. <laughs> uh along the way he um starts to feed on the crew. Uh the captain notes in his log that the crew is slowly disappearing. They're taking ill. Pretty much the only ones left are him and the first mate. And then eventually it's just him. And for some reason he ropes himself to the the steering wheel or like the, the, the ship's wheel. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I don't either. But then Count Dracula got him. And he shows up in uh, this canal in Wismar. And I guess... Uh, Herzog wanted to film this in the the town that Murnau filmed the original Nosferatu, but they wouldn't let him do it because he wanted to release something like 10,000 rats Jeez. in the city. And they're just like, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, we're good. Nah, bro. Um, so they ended up filming this in the Netherlands. And, you know, it's funny because this takes place in the 19th century um and there are things I think this takes place in the nineteenth century. Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um there are things in this town that they're filming in that are just not era appropriate. <clears throat> it's like I appreciate that they found an area in the 1970s that looks very close to 19th century Germany. But it's like there were like light posts and you can see like light bulbs inside of them. Oh. Um, and all the the um, handrails that went along the canals and over the bridges and stuff, they were, you know, they had like um, steel or maybe cast iron posts, but they also had extruded metal pipes lining them and it's like those would have been like ropes or something yeah um <clears throat> anyway they probably so. didn't expect some asshole to overanalyze it <laughs> whatever uh, apparently this is a very small budget it was and it was made with the crew of 16 people wow including herzog himself um so so i mean i have no qualms they did a great job with that with those kind of resources um anyway so back to the story. <laughs> Dracula's in town and he instantly like he immediately starts just 
taken over. Like he, he moves his co- uh, coffins, which are filled with earth from his native country, which is the same as the original Dracula tale. Um, he moves it into his home. Um, but, and then also he just basically does the same thing he did on the ship. Starts infecting people and killing them. Everyone's convinced it's the black death. Yeah. Which is like, have you ever seen the plague? Like, have you seen somebody with the bubonic plague? Cause they keep, they start seeing just thousands of rats around, yeah. around the city. Um, and they just assume because there are rats, it is the plague. And it's like, People with the bubonic plague, they get like giant, like swelling pustules, like all over their bodies, Ugh. and like their, all their lymph nodes start to swell. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's just like this isn't what the plague looks like at all. <laughs> it's like they're just dead, and there happen to be rats. But everybody's convinced. Everybody's because the whole town is dying off. They're just convinced that oh well, we're all gonna die. So fuck it. Yeah, let's have a party. Yeah, which got really weird. Yeah, it did. Um, anyway, so Jonathan, uh, back in Transylvania, he's he's woken up in the hospital, and he says, I have to get back to Wis- or Wismar and, or, and, um, and save Lucy. So he hops on a horse, even though he's, like, at this point, he's getting very ill. Uh, he hops on a horse, and he makes the trek back to Germany. And at some point, he must ass out and... Um, Somebody picks him up and brings him to his home, and uh, he has amnesia. Like, he doesn't recognize anyone. Lucy comes to the door to see him and gives him a big hug, and he kind of pushes her away. <laughs> he pushes her away, but he kind of, like, shoves her <laughs> like he was trying to start a fight with her. <laughs> and uh, he's like, who is this woman? And then Lucy faints. Um, anyway, so Jonathan keeps getting worse. Um, he starts getting very like deathly pale, like just sweating and just looking very disgusting. Um, and like I said, meanwhile, the whole town is dying off and Lucy is trying to figure out what's going on. She has some, some kind of inkling, but she goes to research, um, uh, Jonathan's journal and also the book on vampires that he has. Uh, even though Jonathan told him, told her not to look at it. (laughs) Um, so she's reading it and she's discovered, okay, there is a vampire in the city. Um, and she starts doing research about it and she comes to the conclusion that, um, if he can, if, uh, the vampire can be kept past the cry of the cock, (laughs) (laughs) which was basically the crow of the rooster in the morning. Um, so basically sunlight, dawn, um, that he can be destroyed. Um, so she seduces him. Yeah. She calls him to her, um, her home where he allows her or she allows him to drink her blood. So basically she's sacrificing her own life in order to kill him. He gets so entranced by her beauty and her her blood must just be the bomb. Um, he also gets a handful of titty while he's sucking her. Yeah, he like she like pulls up her dress like up to up to like the top of her leg, and he's just like slides his hand up her leg, and it looks like he's gonna start like finger blasting her, but then he doesn't. <laughs> he just keeps going, and yeah, just gets some titty. Um, also, the chick that played Lucy, 
pretty fine. Yeah. Um, just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> uh, he pulls away. Um, I can't remember why. Was there something that like distracted him? Or? I think just the sun started coming up or something, and he started like pulling away, and then she grabbed him and pulled him back in. Yeah, and so she just he was just drinking her blood all night long. Um, all night long, all night. Lionel um, Richie style. Yeah, Walk, dancing on the ceiling and shit. So yeah, the the sun starts to rise and. He, he doesn't realize it until it's like fully daylight. <laughs> it's like, how do you not realize when the dawn starts to come? It's like, oh shit, I better get home. I mean, you know, when when the pussy's good, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but I can remember like crashing at like girls' houses, or not necessarily crashing, but like being there too late. And we like, like, oh fuck, it's morning. I better go home. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so. And he stands up and looks out to the window and the sun starts beating in and he starts like convulsing and then he just falls to the floor. Yeah. There's no like dramatic moment of him like exploding or catching on fire. Yeah. He he just kind of collapses to the floor in a heap and then gets in the fetal position. Yeah. Like he just withers like a fucking dead insect or something. Yeah. Um, And Van Helsing runs in and is like. Give me a steak. I need to finish this fucker off. Yeah. And oh, and I forgot to mention before that, um, uh, Lucy took some communion wafers and crushed them up because she read that uh, consecrated flesh um, would uh, prevent. Basically, like a salt circle. Yeah. Same idea. Essentially. So she's sitting in the corner in a chair and he ba- she basically creates a, a circle around him so he can't go anywhere. Um, and yeah, so Van Helsing comes in, discovers Lucy dead, Dracula dead in the corner, and he's like, never again, <laughs> gets a stake, and you don't actually see it, but he just starts, you know, he, he stakes Dracula, and then I love the people come in, and Harker's like, he's, go get Van Helsing, he's upstairs, and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> crushed communion wafers, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> So <laughs> then, um, and then the funniest thing in the whole movie. Yeah. Like this little old guy <laughs> who's like I'm the mortician, I guess. Is that what he was? I don't know. He's wearing a black top hat and a black suit. And so. he said he was a city employee. Yeah. Um, and some guy, I don't I don't know who he was. But yeah. I don't, some official of some sort. Mayor. <laughs> he walks, just happens to walk in like he was just. It was moseying down the street. It's like, oh, this is doing door. my home inspection. Yeah, this, this this door's open. Let's see what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, Harker's like, yeah, Harker, Van Helsing's upstairs killing a man. He comes downstairs, the stake covered in blood. He's like, is it true? Did you kill a man? <laughs> With this? <laughs> <laughs> With this stick covered in blood? Hmm? Did you? <laughs> Van Helsing's like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, whatever. <laughs> and... He's like, uh, he turns to the old man. And he says, arrest this man. It's like, what? He's like, I'm not a cop. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't arrest people. I don't know how to. It's like, well, do it anyway. <laughs> it's like, or, or fetch the police. He's like, they're all dead. <laughs> He's like, all right, well, take him to somewhere. Take him to the, to the uh, prison. He's like, there's no guards to watch him. Yeah. He's like, well, take him somewhere. Where am I going to take him? I don't know. Just arrest him. I don't arrest people. <laughs> yeah. So the guy finally nuts up and just takes Van Helsing himself, 
what happens with him beyond that, I don't know. But it's about this time that Harker's maid comes in and he's like, hey, you, get a broom. Look at this mess. Clean this shit up. <laughs> so she gets up and sweeps. And then he's like, as she's sweeping up the wafers, he like hops over the circle. And he's like, ha ha. <laughs> it's like it's like when you like open up a door for your dog and they just like as soon as it's slightly open they're like <laughs> <laughs> um and he's like all right i have her fetch my horse i have some business to attend to and then he just rides off across a desert yep <laughs> what desert i don't know where he's going no one knows no um so that that's 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 the movie. That was guys. a setup for Nosfera two. <laughs> <laughs> the number two. So this ending. Why was, did no one do that? <laughs> so this ending was different than the original Nosfera two. Um, yeah, in the original. It's over after as soon as Nosfera two dies. Yeah, and I don't think Lucy dies. If I don't remember, I don't think so. I think she just kind of like or not Lucy. What was her name? Mina. No, no, it was fuck. It probably wasn't fuck. <laughs> Maybe it was fuck. <laughs> but, you um, know, I think I think she just kind of like tricks him into coming in as the sun is coming up, and then he, the sun comes up before he actually gets a chance to bite her. Mm-hmm. Nosferatu. Uh, let's see. Ellen. Ellen, right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think Ellen died. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Ellen lives long, just long enough to be embraced by her grief-stricken husband. Okay, so she does die. Okay, yeah. Anyway, either way, Thomas lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's not a vampire. Yeah, he never got bit in the original. Um, and it's like, you know, Jonathan Harker in the original Dracula, he was being bitten, but not turned. He was just being drained of his kind of his blood and his, you know, his life force to keep him weak. So he was never turned into a vampire. He was just kept in an infirm, infirm state. Hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, was not a fan of this. No, no, and I felt like I like I I want to be I want to be more impressed by this than I was because I know this is such a highly regarded film, and I know as far as remakes go, people like just praise this movie. Um, especially when it first came out, which is weird because it seems like movies like this kind of take some time to gain a following. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've never been an art house film person, so maybe I set myself up for failure, but I don't know. I, I wanted to give this a shot because I, like I said at the beginning, I do like Nosferatu. I love Dracula vampires. So I thought this would be interesting. I didn't realize how much it deviated from the original. See, I feel like a lot of it is is pretty spot on with the original, but there are like some major changes. Yeah. Like Jonathan Harker becoming a vampire, mm-hmm. um, like <laughs> the new ending. So it's, it's like, there's not a lot of changes, but the changes that are there are pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's basically what I meant. Um, so 
Yeah. Uh, like I said, the guy that played Dracula, Klaus Kinski, he doesn't, I feel like he's not as intimidating as Max Shrek. No, he's really not. He's as far as I can tell shorter. Yeah. Um, a little more stout. Like he's mm. not fat or chubby or anything, but like Max Shrek was skinny. Yeah. Um, and he was, he's, his the way he carried himself was much different. Um, yeah. I mean, I could tell that they were, he was trying to do it the same. Like he wasn't trying to put his own spin on it or anything. He was right. basically trying to replicate what Shrek did, but I don't know. Max Shrek just had something about him that was just creepy. Well, I mean, he was a vampire. <laughs> right. You've seen Shadow of the Vampire, right? It's true. That documentary. And F.W. Murnau was uh, John Malkovich. <laughs> John right. Malkovich is, in fact, a time traveler. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it as much as I hoped I would. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? I was actually surprised at how close it was to the original, but I guess that's just because I'm used to remakes nowadays, which is we took this title and made a movie <laughs> and gave it this title, and now it's a remake. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, the story is basically the same except for the changes that we talked about. Um and oh, Renfield, man, I wanted somebody to hit him with a fucking wrench. <laughs> that guy was so obnoxious. Yeah. And his like, little giggle. He was like, you know, Renfield's supposed to be insane. But he, this guy was like taking it too far. Yeah. Like he was overdoing it and it just looked ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But, so there's that. And there was no dance sequence. Um, that was, that was a weird part though, like kind of towards the end when basically the whole town has just kind of embraced this, their, oh, I guess there was kind of a dance a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, this really just creepy, whimsical thing where Lucy is and like a, the town square or something. Yeah. There's just <clears throat> coffins just lining the streets and, you know, little fires burning and, um, just you know people have just kind of embraced their fate like they just it's like well everybody's dying of the plague so whatever yeah let's make these last minutes count yeah they're like dancing in the streets and then they they got this big uh buffet set up and mm-hmm. lucy walks up and he's like hey come join us we're having our last meal yeah jesus christ man <laughs> but they weren't wrong <laughs> <laughs> um anyway yeah, just like I guess I should have researched this a little more because I was not expecting it to be such an art film. Um, I mean, because you know the original Nosferatu isn't really. Yeah. So I guess I just went into this thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be more or less the same, just more contemporary. And because like that town that they shot in wasn't fully dressed to look like a 19th century town like it looked a little more modern i actually kind of thought it was going to be a more contemporary like like actually like take place in the 70s mm, or something. yeah um but anyway it would be interesting to see like a modern day take on nosferatu yeah actually i was thinking that the entire time i was watching this it's like i really wish that somebody would make a modern like because you know 
in, God, since we've been doing the show, how many, how many stories have we talked about? People wanting to do Nosferatu remakes two, three times. I mean, I think uh, uh, what's his name, Eggers from The Witch, is still doing his. Oh, okay. Well, but one has to assume that it's going to be a period piece. Yeah, I would like to see it set in modern day. Um, and you know, you could argue, but I feel that, like you would have to have Dracula or Orlock or whatever you call him still be like throwback in it yeah he would have to like live in a castle and like dress yeah all drab like that and yeah for sure you couldn't have like dracula in like jankos <laughs> <laughs> oh wait present day <laughs> um anyway yeah it's like so like i said i didn't really like this movie as much as i thought i would or as much as i hoped i would but um i don't regret watching it i'm glad i did I feel like if you're a fan of Nosferatu, it's it's worth a watch. It's not like something that it's, you know, like offensive to the original or anything. No, it was actually a very faithful remake. Yeah. Um, Murnau actually took great strides to perfectly recreate certain scenes, like the staging, the setting. Uh, I mean, and the set design itself, he actually recreated a lot of those scenes. Um which uh, seemed like a very good tribute to yeah. me. Um, I mean, because if you can't, if if, if you're not going to make a like a scene for scene, shot for shot remake, to throw in those little homages to the original, it's a nice touch. I thought. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway, um, so I think that's about all I have to say on the matter. Unless you've got something else. Um. I don't think so. The only thing I was thinking was uh, like Nosferatu has his teeth are very different than most vampires. Mm-hmm. Whereas most vampires have, you know, the, the canine fangs. He just has two like front buck fangs, like we were saying. Yeah. And you know, the thing with the rats, it made me wonder if he was supposed to look like a rat. Oh, maybe I could see that. Cause I mean, he, he did have a kind of like a, a, a kind of a, a mousy rodent like face. I mean, rather than have the two fangs he, or the, you know, fangs on his canine teeth, he had the two in the front. And like his ears too. Yeah. Stuck out. Exactly. Um, yeah. Maybe I could see that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they, if they did that, I don't really know what the purpose was, but it's also interesting that like not not just this but like the older monster movies made monsters so much more sympathetic than they are nowadays yeah you know like nosferatu really just wanted to be loved mm-hmm. and that was uh something i was actually reading about how well received this movie was a lot of critics were saying that is this did take more time to recognize as opposed to you know let's let's put it in the same kind of same generation let's take like the hammer films dracula movies with uh, christopher lee they made dracula a much more sympathetic character in that like you said um wanted to show him as as a lonely creature that you know is tired of immortality and just wants someone to share his you know, share life with and mm-hmm. um and i can respect that you know um in in this and and in the original Nosferatu, 
Um, to me, it just wasn't really enough to pull it back. I think. I mean, it it makes it a little more difficult to have horror. Yeah, you know, to make the to make the monster scary if you're trying to make the monster sympathetic at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, something think of something like Frankenstein. Just its nature, kind of. Yeah, like same thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, I should have thought about this more. I think I'll give it a six. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like, I enjoyed it just not as much as I was hoping or that I thought I would. Um, like I said before, um, but overall it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed watching it. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it does, it's very similar in a lot of ways to the original. So it's, interesting to see this silent black and white movie in a color uh, movie with sound yeah with yeah. dialogue um and so in that way it was a very good modernization <clears throat> the changes were you know fairly dramatic in some cases which kind of changed the movie um for better or for worse i think is up for debate um but yeah i enjoyed watching it um I'm like, uh, I'll give it a seven. All right. I think if, if you're a fan of the original Nosferatu, I, I think it's more worth a watch for someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going into it just because you want to watch like a, it's a vampire movie or a Dracula movie, it might not be as worth it. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's, it's a much different story. Mm hmm. Um, or not not necessarily story, but just different film. Yeah. In general. Um anyway. Okay. Well that's gonna do it. That's October Rama one, guys. Week of the vampire. One down. Three to go. Um so did you have fun? I did. Good. It didn't suck. Ah uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Anyway, um, so we'll be back again next week, guys. One week. With a full episode for you up in that ass. Um, and it's going to be our four-year anniversary show, hey. guys. Four years. We all, we've almost made it. So close. Yep. By then, we will have made it. <laughs> as long as we don't have a massive blowout in the next six days. Right. But I can feel it coming. Get the just... fuck out of my house. Then <laughs> uh, that's going to be uh, Week of the Zombie, like it is every year. That's another thing. Our anniversary <clears throat> episodes are always Week of the Zombie. Okay. Um, and uh, what have we been watching? This one's going to be a little extra special because we both picked like the first zombie movie that really kind of piqued our interest in zombie movies. We're doing the original George Romero's Dawn of the Dead as well as Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Yes, sir. So, are you excited? So excited. <laughs> cool. All right. 
We're going to catch up with you guys next week. Until then, Taylor, where can they find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or wherever else podcasts are found. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast, or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. And you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. Yeah. Yay. Money. Money, money spending's good. <laughs> Okay, guys, we'll talk to you next time. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Yeah.